you had to describe Emmaus to someone who has never heard of it before, what would, how would you describe it to them? The Emmaus community of Pittsburgh uh, was founded to provide permanent homes for adults with intellectual disability who have no one else to care for them. So we provide licensed homes in the community where one, two, or three individuals with intellectual disability live. Uh, these are single family homes. They, If you drove down a neighborhood, you wouldn't be able to distinguish uh, which is the licensed group home, the old term. Uh, and which are all the neighbors. So uh, we provide around-the-clock uh, support in all aspects of an individual's life. The, the overall goal is to provide an everyday life and to help our individuals do the same activities that we all enjoy in our lives. Um, we also provide in-home services for people who either live in their own apartments, their own homes, or they still live with family, but they do need um, some staff assistance to go out into the community, uh, keep up their skills, work on goals, uh, get socialization, have access to recreation, et cetera. Um, and, and the third thing Emmaus does is advocacy. We speak with and on behalf of the people that we're supporting to help um, the general community understand uh, what our needs are and also to help legislators to understand why federal and state funding is so important for our work. All right, how are we doing today, everybody? My name's Luke, and I'm here with my lo lovely colleagues, Mason, Tony, and Justin. And today we are going to be interviewing Karen Jacobson. How are you doing today, Karen? I'm good, thank you. Awesome. I'd like to, first of all, thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to come and join us here at Point Park University. So I'd like to get right into things here. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and what uh, Emmaus is? Sure. Uh, my name's Karen Jacobson. I'm the CEO of Emmaus Community of Pittsburgh. And we are a nonprofit that was founded by a married couple almost 30 years ago. Uh, Lorraine and Ken Wagner raised four children, and the youngest of their children had a developmental disability. And so for years, Ken and Lorraine worried and wondered what will happen to this child when we are no longer able to care for her. Uh, and so they got to work right away. Lorraine was a nurse, and Ken was a special ed teacher, and they started researching what does the community-based system look like uh, for adults with intellectual disability uh, when, when she can no longer live at home and uh, the community programs were lacking the community programs uh, were not set up to really meet the needs in the manner that Ken and Lorraine envisioned high quality where people get a lot of support to actually not just be in the community physically but to be members of the community and and active citizens so they founded Emmaus they invited their friends and family members and church members they started to meet in a church basement and um, started to ask the question how can how can we address this issue and from that uh, group in 1989 Emmaus community was born uh, the first house was opened in the early 90s Ken and Lorraine lived there and they welcomed uh, two people off the waiting list two, two women with Down syndrome to live with them and that program then has grown uh, through the years we have uh, 14 permanent homes where people live with around-the-clock staff support and then we have in-home services where people either live with their family members still and need some support getting out into the community keeping up their skills um, attending their doctor's appointments and then we have some people who actually live in their own homes uh, and we help them with money management and medication administration and things like that uh, so so we have grown through the years um, I've been the director about 12 years I started out as a direct support professional uh, and there's a lot of work that remains to be done <laughs> in our community what really would you say keeps you keeps you going? What keeps you motivated in this field? Because I've talked to people who have worked in this line of work 
before and they just talk about how hard it is and but they have this drive and passion about it what gets you out of bed in the morning to go and uh, work in this field that's a great question because I'm inspired every day it's really the people and the relationships at the end of the day uh, it's about the relationships that we're able to build with the people who depend on us the adults with intellectual disability but none of our services and supports happen without a very strong and committed direct care workforce as well so for me you know I, I love people I'm a social worker that's why I got into social work I kind of found this field by accident a friend of mine invited me uh, to a program that I worked at two years prior to coming to Emmaus and I just we were supporting children with disabilities I fell in love with the work I fell in love with the people I discovered how much work there was to be done the need for advocacy to speak up with and on behalf of people with disabilities um, so really it's it's the the people and the stories of success uh, people come to us in crisis often and then to see what we're able to provide them over time and then people just really start to um, not just survive but to thrive to really find their own voice to find their own gifts and talents to share their own strengths um, so I'm I'm inspired every day so the residents and the employees you work with how have they impacted you as a person I might get emotional here. <laughs> I might get emotional here I, I honestly believe that I am a, a better person um, because of having found Emmaus Community of Pittsburgh. I feel like I fell into the field by accident, um, and I thank my friend Alicia for that. And um, in this journey, I've just discovered so much about the true meaning of love and forgiveness and acceptance and resilience. I mean, there are so many life lessons. Emmaus is just really about the stuff of life. So I'm so fortunate that I found my role as um, as a human being, as a Christian woman, as a social worker. You know, and, and the older I've gotten, I've learned many people never really find their niche. They they get a job, you know, but they never really find their niche. And for me. I found my niche. I'm still finding it. So I've been in the director's chair for 13 years almost, and I'm still learning and I'm still growing and I'm still, you know, I'm still understanding my role and what the need is, how great the need is. And I've learned that I kind of enjoy the fight a little bit. <laughs> so that's a good thing because there's a lot of fighting for individual rights and for inclusion and for social, to me, it's a social justice issue. This population, has just been ignored and been thought invisible for too long, even though we no longer put people out into the country in state-run institutions, huge overcrowded facilities. That's how our country for centuries cared for people. Um, and even though we're in the community, there is so much work to be done. In fact, I was on three Zoom meetings with legislators this morning because we are, as a system, and, and 40, 43 states, I think, are participating in this legislative symposium, all via Zoom. There's one gift that COVID gave to us. <laughs> we couldn't have had over 400 people meeting in one day with all their legislators advocating to invest more money in the home and community-based service system. It's just been underfunded for so long. You know, we're asking a huge ask, $1.5 billion nationwide to be put into home and community-based services. But that's because you know, the DSPs have been so underpaid for so long. And, and pay, you know, adequate pay, just wages is only one piece of it. They need to be educated. People are living longer. That's a great outcome from people 
not living in institutions anymore. They're living longer. So now we have aging needs and end-of-life needs. You know, life gets more complex. We're serving more people with complex physical and behavioral health care needs in the community, whereas before, those people went straight to the institution. There was no choice. There was no option. Uh, so I just, I've really, um, I've grown more passionate through the years. You know, I, I love what I do. I want, you know, I, wa I don't want just our residents to succeed. I want the people who are supporting them to succeed. I, I still have that optimism I had when I was your age about making the world a better place, you know? So so I'm still growing. Hopefully, st I know I'm still learning, still finding my voice, still finding my way. But I tell anybody, we've had history students come work for us, English majors. Uh, you could be a journalism student. Anybody that comes to work and enters the field of intellectual disability and serves as a direct support professional for one, two, maybe three years while they're going to graduate school is going to be a better person, probably going to be a better journalist, a better engineer, a better history teacher because they did this work, because it's all of life. Your job is about all of life. So it's been a beautiful thing, and thanks for that question. <laughs>